Okay, so we've been really trying, I've been really trying to record a podcast for this week. And I keep running into like hitches and I keep redoing it and let's let's just try. We'll get it out there, tie in maybe a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and hopefully it'll work out. Now, my Chavrusa and I, we started learning Nefesh Achayim. And the first thing we noticed was it discusses Tzalem Kim. And the way Nefesh Achayim explains Tzalem Kim is Hashem gives us the shilta and the right, so to speak, to infuse the world with good kayach or bad kayach. Now, we only just started, but right then and there it hit me. What are we supposed to do? There's 8 billion people in the world and only, only like a Maybe a million are from Yidin, and, you know, it's that's a very uphill battle, you know, where none of us are perfect. That's a very bad odds. Um, and then we went a little further, and we found out that, comes out from the Nefesh Achayim and the Mepharshim that we saw there, that at the time of the Dara Flaga, um, the Gaim were out. They were ruled out. Uh, only only people who get that right of Tzalem Alekim are... are, are, are well, we don't, who are they? Who, who got to, who? What happened? Who was around at the Aflaga? There was a, there was a Dara Flaga, which is like a separation, so to speak. And on one side there was everyone, and on the other side there was the Ivri, Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu, the Ivri, was the one on the other side. He was the only one, apparently, from my limited understanding of these Kabbalistic aspects, um, left in. So, the odds just got better. Because Avram is the one who's responsible for Kedusha. No one else can ruin it. And it went from there. And he and he did what he did. And they say, you know what, if Avram, not for Avram Avinu, I don't know what Rav Hashem say this, but that would have been, that that, that was, the, the world waited and waited until Avram Avinu came around. By Nayak's time, it wasn't enough. And the world had to get destroyed and rebuilt, and then uh, Nayak started again. And when finally we had Avram, who was Makkah the, the Akadosh Baruch Hu, and was able to continue on as the soul person who was given that right, that role of, of that shelter to infuse the world with Kedusha. And he went on to have Yitzchak and then Yaakov and I guess I don't know how it works with Esav. I'm not, I'm not sure how that works. Um, um, it does say that the Ra'avayatir Gaim, that the Gaim were counted out from the Shev Mitzvah, and maybe that's part of it. Um, but but we basically it was left to Klal Yisrael to take on this task. Now in Mitzrayim, who was the one essentially taking on this task? It was Levi. Levi was the one who didn't fall for the for the for the for the for the spiel of Parai. Didn't end up working. They oh they knew to stay Echad as we have spoken about. Um, and it's interesting because Rashi in the beginning of Parshas Ve'era says Shakol Zman Sheechem and Ashvatim was alive. The Sheba didn't really start. It's interesting that Levi was called Echad and he was the last one left. Rashi calls Levi the Echad also, and um, and that's what kept that's what kept Klal going. They lived apart, and even Klal who was, was involved with the Sheba, who was, who was working, who were involved with the Mitzrayim, they still lived in Gaishin, and they still weren't Shini Yashemam or Shini Yashemabusham, and. That gave them through the taikiv of the Sheba, from the hard part, from when Levi was Nifter till till the Geula, 
it separated them from the Goyim, it kept them apart, it kept them maybe perhaps maintaining that Tzalem Kim. Now, the question really is, the question really is, the question really that I had that started this whole thing was, if we're always, if we're trying to stay apart, how do we affect the world in a good, positive way? Now, really, you think the Nefeshachayim, it's the answer. The answer is that the most powerful way to influence the world for good is to do the right thing that Hashem says to do, and that will influence the world, will put good koyach into the world. To explain that a little bit more, uh, uh, easier to understand, at least I find, in the, in the words of, in the words of the Messiah Yisharim. But before that, it's very, it's interesting because the, the Shefa of Kedusha and Shefa of all, of all Kayach in the world comes from the, from, 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 from Shemaim through the Harabayas, as we say, that, that if the guy would have known what would happen when they destroyed the base of Migdash, they would, they would have protected it, they would have ran to protect it, because it's a source of Shefa. And, and 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 we're the ones who are the ones who who, who um I guess maintain it. I'm not sure exactly, but, but as I was saying, that the words of the Messiah Sharm are are really a little bit explained in more of a nutshell. He says that if someone comes at, goes ahead and gets influenced by this world and falls into the 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 the, the trap of this world and just just ends up becoming a big megushim el mahazanik, following this world all and all the types of this world, then he's he's leading he's he's which is the wrong thing, right? Not getting close to Hashem. He's mechalkal the world himself, and he's mechalkal the world with him. However, someone who tries to strive to get close to Hashem and, 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 and works on it and works on it, and and he uses Adam Hazah as, as a tool to get close to Hashem, then he's misala himself and misala the world with him. Doesn't say he has to go out. Doesn't say he has to go out and 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 and, and, and protest and join packs and and do any do anything specific. He just has to do his thing. Now, Ishtadlus we're going to reserve for the Tachan and Chavis Halavavis, but here, in his day-to-day life, without, where there's none of that, that discussion to go on, the, for, the way for him to save the world, the way for him to help the world, is by being Miss Allah of the world, by his actions. His actions, doing mitzvahs, and his actions, in and his actions, in working on his midas. That means by becoming an anav, according to the term, becoming more and more anivistic, that is accomplishing much more for the world than by going to a name your um, um, you know anti-Semite battling um, organization convention, you know, because that's really how you're going to change it, and that's how you're going to make the world a better place. The people who are doing all the different virus and people who are who are falling prey to that's really more what we're talking about than let's say you know protecting the world from the vicious vicious evil guy in like the New York Times. More like we're talking about how do you stop the world from going down to morality. Yeah, of course, you, you vote Republican, like our Vigna Miller says, and, you know, you do your little bit of it, but that's that's only, like, you know, about 10 minutes of your life. Maybe an hour. You have to talk about it for a few minutes. But what about the rest of your life? The rest of the breakfast conversations that you're going to have for the rest of the year. How much is that, of that is established? It's not. Rather, rather, you worry, what are we going to do? This step, I should move here, I should move there. But the way you can help the world is not by sitting there and trying to figure out and how to bypass the, the, the system. It's just the way it works is by, by sitting there and doing mitzvahs and spreading your sphere of Kedusha wider and wider and wider and including that much more of the world in it. By, by doing as we saw Salantis says, changing, changing yourself, which will, which, will, which will blossom out and change your family and then change your neighborhood, then change your city, and then change the world. And that's, and that's what, 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 the, what the mission is. Now, just to conclude... 
with the power of of like a little shemitz of idea of a power of of what someone who's on such a high level of kedusha could do from our parsha, and it's like a cute word also. So it says in this week's parsha at the end of Tfardeya that rak that that the that the the Tfardeya remained only in the yaar, only in the river, right? As opposed to by Arba, where it says no Arba remains in Mitzrayim. Now, what's what? It's it's it's. I mean, it's telling you what happened. But what's the significance of these two psukim in regard to Moshe Davin? And then this is what happened. So, so the other makas of Moshe Davin, the makas should go away. But the way it said the, the description of how many Tzadayim were left and how many Arba were left, what do we really care? So there's a simple measure that says by the Tzadayim, but they died and made piles and whatever, and by by Arba and they smelled right by Arba. Even the ones that were pickled, they vanished, right? But the Rebbeinu Bechayah brings down an interesting pshat. He says that by Arba, he says it starts with Arba and he goes to the Tzadayah because he's saying the Pasuk by Arba. That's where the point of noticing the difference occurs. He says, by Arba, when Moshe Rabbeinu Davin, the Kayach of the Tzvila of Moshe Rabbeinu was so much that when Moshe Rabbeinu Davin, there should be no more Arba in Mitzrayim, there never was an Arba again. That's what he says. And until his day, there was none that at least ate there. And 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 uh, and the and the Ma'am Lois, which was much later on, confirms that this was that this was the case. That in Mitzrayim there are no Arba. That's all from the Kayach Meisher Rabbeinu And then he says in regard to Tzardeya, Rakhbaya Artisha Arna. He says, Yeah, Bia Artisha Arna. There remains in the river a remnant of Tzardeya, and the remnants he's talking about are not cute little froggies or even big ugly froggies. What he's talking about is a creature that is a Sharet Samayim. He calls it. Um, which is a quite large Sharet Samayim. He calls it an Ultimusa, which is not necessarily going to help us, except that the Malbim on the similar on the same pasuk saying a similar word says there remains in the Nile River a creature called a crocodile, which might be more up your alley in figuring out what he's talking about. Um, and he says, and he says that this crocodile or Ultimus is a creature which occasionally. Um, shimmies out of the river and likes to eat Mitzrayim, two or three at a shot. Now, I don't know exactly how often that happens because they have to be standing close together. Um, maybe it means in one like, one like you know, eating spree because it is known about creatures that resemble the crocodile from his description. Um, his description is the very thick hide which is hard for arrows to pierce and you have to shoot them in their stomach. They're um, skin is abrasive; it has, it's, it's poisonous to some degree, and 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 it goes through a bunch of other things that that match up with what we know. And um, um, so, when researching the Nile crocodile, it actually ranks as one of the top ten most dangerous animals in the world. The Nile crocodile, specifically, from the most fatal animals in the world. You know, besides for like some super deadly poisonous hornet or something, and maybe the poison dart frog, I don't remember um, which one's exactly, I've researched it in a while, but there was something like between 300 and 1,000 deaths a year from a Nile crocodile. I don't know how many people live in, live in, live in Egypt at, at this point that still stand near the river. That's a pretty high number. Um, and 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 um, it's known to be able to um, eat, kill a zebra in one bite, and then um, that's kind of like, you know, and a zebra's bigger than a person. Um, and um, and it says that remains there, as um, Moshe said, he's davening that they should remain in the river, and that's where they remained, and that's where they are. So that's 
the kayach of a of a tefila of a person, right? But Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Alekim, that's a kayach. That's that that's that's just a, I, I felt it was like a little bit of an example of what we're discussing over here. That 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 is such a power to 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 in, put your your kayach into this world, and um and that's the lesson that that you know make sure that when you do something. Realize, not make sure. Realize when you do something that you're influ- influencing the world around you, even though you may not know, may not see. It's a spiritual influence that you that you give out, and through that influence, you could change the world. You could change the world in such an in, su- in such ways you can't even realize. And I may, and none of us may ever necessarily see it with our own two eyes, but it does change. That's what the Sharm says. That's what Nefesh Chaim says. And and if you really want to help the world, then. And that's the way to change it, as I don't know who said, but when you know, when a Yid says a capital of the Hillel more learns a piece of Tyra in New York, he helps that Yid in whichever country it was in that story um, not eat trafe. Because it spreads out, and through those, you know, maybe you didn't, didn't affect even more than just, you know, the world around them. But there's an effect. Moshe Feinstein, when there was an accident inside his house, a case that it can't be that Yid got hurt. It can't be his terror protects. What, what does that mean? That there's that, there's that, there's that. Um, aliyah of the world around you due to your good actions that change the world and and that's what we have to um, that's what we have to be um, be working on so that you know we could actually change the world to be a better place thank you have a good time